0: to crossover and clapboards on this episode nathan and i discuss all-star selections mvps throughout the the first quarter of the season as well as just general surprises and disappointments take a listen all right perfect yeah so we will get right into the podcast again here um do we need to do introductions? I feel like the people that listen know who we are. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs>
1: if you don't know, just don't know. For the dozens and dozens of our fans. <laughs> Thanks, Steve, right. again.
0: <laughs> loyal dozens and dozens. Loyal, of fans, very loyal. You know? <laughs> That's right. Lots of feedback that that we still receive. So it's been it's been good. But this episode we're essentially just going to get into observations we've had we were a quarter of the way through the season uh so we're going to get into some of the all-star voting since that just came out and kind of get our all-star voting picks and then along with you know the, the leading people for mvp rookie of the year and then just some observations and disappointments and uh surprises throughout the the league so far at least sounds good so it's good sounds really good you sounds You over there, y'all? No, I'm right? good. I'm good. <laughs> <That's>
1: just... <laughs> I'm leaving it in too. When I, when I, I was y'all when you asked. I'm like, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: So yeah. So so since the All Star voting is the first or, or the most uh new thing that's come out here, let let's kind of get into that and and kind of see where you're at in regards to. East West All Star voting. Who should get those those top five spots? Yeah, you think?
1: Let, can we start? with starting the West backcourt. So they kind of made it backcourt and frontcourt because, you know, if they have to vote a center in, that'd be horrible. Even though, <laughs> even though I think we both have both, I, we should both have centers in for both of our starting five. So I'm assuming, but what, what, we're getting ahead of myself. Um, they're they're really only in a popular vote, there really is only two choices for the backcourt in the West, and and. To me that's Steph and, and Luca, and I don't, I don't I, the only third vote that I wanted to give honorable mention to is daughter Mitchell, just because Utah is the top team in the West right now. and had I been a gambling man last year, I would have had Utah to win the whole thing because they do had pieces that were good, but they didn't obviously win, and I still don't think they're going to win, but it's cool to see them 15 and four right now and have won the last 11 games. so yeah, kind of kind of pretty amazing.
0: Interesting. So, yeah, we don't quite have the same two guards. <laughs> okay. We don't, we don't have the same backcourt. I actually have, and you didn't mention them at all, I have Lillard in there. Yeah. Um, uh, with, with, with Steph Curry. Of course. I knew Curry was in. Don't worry. I, I,
1: <laughs> I knew your Homer vibes would be going on, man. Uh,
0: Make no mistake about it. Steph
1: definitely made <laughs> <what they> did. <laughs> so, Dallas is sitting at 13th and Portland is at 7th right now. And they are, what, two games away from each other or whatever it is? And yeah, I, I get everyone loves Dame, and I think he will be in uh, he will be in the All Star game. But really, is he that good? Is he that pop? It, maybe is, is he that popular? Is he more popular than Luca? I mean, we were talking about voting in the fan votes. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, I think after what's happened the past what two years, right? So you look at the past two years for Lillard. What's happened, right? he, he obviously continues to rap. I don't know where you're at on, on that subject. <laughs> I
1: heard, I heard, but, it's the best uh, NBA player's rap album is Damian Lillard's. Uh, do you, do you have any uh, say in that? It's not Shaq.
0: Oh man, I think no Shaq. Honestly though, Shaq was phenomenal in his day, but it's just a different day, right? Uh, you know, it's like comparing Run DMC to you know whomever's hot now, right? Like Kendrick Lamar. But um, no, I, honestly, I, I think Lillard's the best rapper of all time. I do think a dark horse favorite that people will not understand. Iman Shumpert. He can rap too. Uh, but I don't think he has albums though. I, th- I just think he puts out like singles and EPs and stuff. Okay. Nice
1: reference. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If you Google Iman Shumpert and look at his, his rap stuff, it, you'll, you're going to, you're going to be pleasantly surprised. I
1: think Obviously. if you're going to Google Iman Shumpert, you're Googling Iman Shumpert's wife. <laughs> yeah, Tiana. Taylor. Yeah.
0: yeah, Google Google Tiana Taylor. Buy an album or stream it or whatever. So that, it, I think her music's much better than Iman's. Wasn't weren't they? Weren't <laughs> they in a
1: song together for Kanye in a video, music video?
0: Yeah, they were in that Kanye video together, where she was pretty much naked. Yeah, or half naked. Yeah. yeah, they were definitely in that in that video together. Good for him. What a team player. Two people, two people in peak excellent physical conditions. That's true.
1: That's very true. It's, it's
0: ridiculous. And, yeah. and now <laughs> he's going to sound so,
1: Brooklyn, so he's going to have a ring too, I'm assuming. So, Yeah, and he's going to be in Brooklyn with
0: KD, who actually used to rap here and there too, but he wasn't, he's definitely not on the same tier as Lillard. So I, I feel like it'd
1: be awkward. I feel like Durant's rapper would be awkward. I haven't heard it though.
0: Oh my god, google it after <laughs> this. So you so everybody has some homework. Cuz there cuz there was a song where where we're way off. <laughs> 2
1: minutes into the podcast,
0: way off time.
1: Uh, <laughs> hey, it's our podcast. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> That's
0: right. We make the rules. Um no, so when you when you when you get off of this, if you're listening, pause it. Google Kevin Durant LeBron James rap cuz there's actually one with LeBron rapping too on the same oh, song. No. Google that. That was not good. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you can think LeBron is the greatest of all time, but you—he's definitely not a multi-sport athlete in that regard because he's not great at rapping. Um, but K- KD's okay, but he's not—he's not great either. He's just like a pedestrian, rapper.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh so yeah. anyways, Damian but, uh, Lillard over yeah, Luca. Give, give me your two cents for that. Yeah, I mean,
0: Dame's team is two games over five hundred. Uh, Lucas is, I think, four games under 500 at the time of this podcast, or the, at least this recording. And, you know, Dames, I think he's averaging like 30 points and seven assists, and he's lost Nurkic. He's lost CJ McCollum here, like his two, her second and third best players on the team. And he's keeping them afloat, you know, one game winner at a time. And and to kind of go back to your original question, if is he, I would probably say he's a little bit more popular than Luka just because he had to walk off Shot against OKC yeah. two years ago, where he waved goodbye to Westbrook, and I think everybody loved that. Um, but I feel like he's almost like the people's champ sort of guy, you know? Like he's he's not. Ne- I don't think he's underrated, but I think people are always like, "Oh, we're not talking enough about Lillard, right?" So I think he can kind of get in on that. And Harden's not in the West anymore, so I think he actually has a real shot at, at getting that that popular vote.
1: I I over Luca, I can't see, but I I do love that. I they both are all stars no matter what. So I hope at least. I hope – I think they both will be voted in either way. But, yeah, okay, that's fun. You know, what about Donovan yeah. Mitchell? You don't want to give love to the best team in the West, in the league?
0: Yeah, I thought about it. Um, I just don't think he's on the level of Luka, Steph, and, uh, and Lulu. Okay. I, I think in terms of, like, all-star or whatever, I think all four of those guys are going to be all-stars, obviously, especially if – you know the Jazz are number one in the West throughout the whole season, um, but no, I mean it's fair. And and if he got in over Steph or Lillard or Luca, like what? So what? Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna be mad about it. But you know how this goes, and you know Curry's gonna be the number one. <laughs> oh <laughs> in yeah, guards. I'm
1: not even, it's, it's not even a question.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so so that's the backcourt. So then, who I, I found the front court interesting. So who did you have in your front court?
1: Um, I had um, I had Jokic and LeBron for sure, and then I felt like I needed to put Kawhi in there. I didn't really want to, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question for you before we move into your three. Yeah. Do you think Curry will get more votes than LeBron?
0: Okay. No. Yeah, short answer, no. I, I just think LeBron has, I mean, LeBron's deserving of having the most votes, and, uh, and he's LeBron. I, I think if anyone has a bigger fan base than Curry in the league, it's probably okay. LeBron. Okay. okay. Anyways,
1: go, go. Yeah. who do you have for your three in the, in the front court?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the same. I think the only – I think the only question is can you – like Paul George has played pretty well. For the Clippers, um, but I, I but I couldn't put him over his teammate Kawhi, and he's definitely not going in front of Jokic or LeBron for me. So it's open and shut. Do you think much. Paul George is better than AD? Like yeah. as a player, yeah. Overall, no. I no. I think AD is better, but I I do think Paul George is having a better season statistically and a little bit impact okay.
1: wise. Okay, I'm curious. Yeah. We're talking about we're talking about yeah. robins to Batman. I just want to know why where you put all your robins now. Now that James Harden is now a Robin too, I'm curious. So anyway, we'll get to that. We'll get let, to
0: that. Let, let let me whisper something. He's always been a Robin. <laughs> Harden has never been a Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why people think this. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah.
1: All
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll move on to the uh, to the east, and then so I'll, I'll give you I'll give you my back. please right real quick because. I'm I want to get your reaction. Go,
1: Brad, Bill, Jalen. I had those two out yeah, of three. Those are two of the three guys that I had and, and that I was I was uh, fighting with. I feel I feel like you're giving Bradley Beal a lot of love because he's leading the points per game, but Washington is yeah. the worst team in the league. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, I think Beal should make the All Star team, but I don't think Beal should be a starter. I feel like, yeah. Well, well, no, you know, no, this, you go is, on and I'll ask this is 90s voting Malone in over Jordan this, for the MVP. This is like this, like mm. let's vote Nash over Shaq's MVP. And I, I think for the first year, Shaq deserved it over Nash, but the second year, Nash deserved it for sure. Um, yeah. um like it, it's like let let's let's play the narrative as opposed to playing what's actually basketball. And if you're gonna put the last place team is gonna have the leading scorer, which is also my point that you can't be a great scorer and lose and be relevant to the NBA. It doesn't matter to me. So I, I had Brogdon as my, my uh, Jalen Brown and Brogdon is my backcourt. Oh, Brogdon. Yeah.
0: Indiana is hooping. Really? Uh, yeah. You're not lying. <laughs> yeah, you're not lying. Uh, and, and Brogdon has been playing, you know, extremely well too. Right. And he's been the lead guard for them pretty much the whole season, even when all depot yeah. was there. Yeah, I mean, I, I I can't I can't fault you for that. I, what I would one question I have, right? And I, I would be interested. I have no research on this, but I wonder the last time a a player leading the league in points per game did not make the, the All Star game or didn't make it as a as. A yeah, start.
1: that's that'd be interesting. That'd be really interesting. Uh,
0: but but I see I see your point with Brogdon, though. I mean, I, you know, I'm a big fan of Brogdon, right? Yeah, I,
1: I like Brog. I'm curious when's the the player that has, the, has led the league in scoring has been on the last place team for a season. That's what I'm curious about. Oof.
0: Like, clearly not in the top eight uh, in, in either conference kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
0: I know Kobe had a season there where he <laughs> the, the season after Shaq was gone, right? He didn't make the playoffs. Uh, I'm assuming he probably averaged like 30. Oh, are we allowed
1: to say that about Kobe uh, this week? I don't know. That's pretty insensitive of you, Steve. <laughs> it's pretty insensitive. Listen, I'm just That's <laughs> <on it>. all. <laughs> <So,
0: laughs> I'm not worried about what I'm going to say about Kobe. I'm pretty sure I'm I'm very. Uh, <laughs> in, <laughs> <out> of,
1: <laughs> you're <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: um. Yeah, but 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 I'm trying to think of a guy. I mean, because I I would imagine most of the recent history, like Harden's led the league in in points per game, or. Maybe somebody like maybe LeBron one year, but I don't, I don't think he's led in a while. So, yeah, I mean, th- it would be interesting. I just think it's kind of one of those things where it's like Bills, I think, averaging 35 yeah. points per game. It, it, it's hard to just be like, no, you're not going to be a starter. But I see where you're coming from because team success and what Brogdon's done for the Pacers. And if Brogdon's not there, Pacers probably are not in the playoffs. And then if Bill's not there, the Wizards are still not in the playoffs. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. <laughs> I mean, the Wizards can't get
1: worse. Makes sense yeah (laughs) By the exactly my my team of getting westbrook i fully think that was a horrible call now
0: (laughs) oh it was rough it was rough yeah (laughs) especially first overall because there was no way in hell i was going to take him no i understand i was just i was
1: thinking he would at least make the playoffs like he's athletic and he's skilled enough and he's got a good enough with Beal beside him, you can't argue that there's a guy that's not scoring beside him, but he's just awful. He's just gotten like, what has he got? Two
0: more? A year left in the league? Two years? Oh, man. Let me look it up. I think it's, I think it's two years left on his contract, which is rough because he's making, like, 40-something, almost 50 million yeah. a year, I think. Right? And, and the fall-off for him, like, he might just be one of these guys that's just, like, all of a sudden, yeah, it's, it's done. You know, like he's just no good at all or The fall off is like, like Iverson, like you blinked and he was out of the league. Rodney Magruder, if you will. (laughs) If you will. Rodney. (laughs) Rodney. (laughs) Rodney. (laughs) Yeah, but, but Westbrook has his contract runs. He has next year, he's making $34 million or 34.5. And then the following year, he has a player option of 37 mil, which he should definitely opt in. Mm -hmm. Because this will probably be the last big payday of his – oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong person. My bad. Um, Actually, he's – I'm looking at Bradley Bill's numbers, but Westbrook's numbers are $44 million next year and then a player option of $47 million in 2022-23. So, yeah. yeah, It's – Washington is going to be stuck with him because I don't think anybody's going to trade for him unless unless Washington gives up like a first-round pick or two. Is he –
1: Is he an MVP?
0: Or sorry, is he a Hall of Famer? Yeah. Russell Westbrook? I don't think the bar is very high to be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, he's he's played on those USA teams. He played at one of the most iconic schools ever at UCLA. I think. I don't. I don't remember if I think they made the. No, I don't remember if he was there when they made the final four. But anyway, he played at that school and he's and he's had great numbers in the league, right? Like I don't see how he doesn't make the the Hall of Fame, honestly. Yeah, and he's an
1: MVP one year, right? Yeah, yeah, and he's an MVP. Years, but he's horrible. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's facts. He's not
0: good. I think there was a point where Westbrook was good. I don't see obviously, that. but that. But that point is so far in the rear view that it's uh, like, uh, like, I'm starting to think, would the Wizards just be better off not having Westbrook on the team at all? Like, if they just told Westbrook to stay home for 20 games and let's see how we gel, uh, like, don't you think the Wizards I do. would improve? I really
1: do. And, yeah. and I can't find a team so. that would take Westbrook that's going to help them be better. Because even these young teams, like, you know, Sacramento or Minnesota or. They, they're building up a mm-hmm. roster at least to be somewhat relevant or to try to be relevant, right?
0: Yeah. No, you're not wrong. Like, Because I think the Knicks – probably the Knicks had a chance to get him this offseason if they yeah. wanted to go after him, and, and they didn't. Um, and, uh, yeah, the Kings, you never know with them, but I think like with them having uh, Darren Fox and uh, Halliburton there, Uh, I mean, where I don't see even a point of them bringing him in for anything, and and they still have Buddy Hill.
1: Oklahoma's SGA, Dallas has Doncic, New Orleans has Zion, and they don't want Westbrook to keep the ball in his hands. Even Minnesota has D'Angelo Russell, who's not bad.
0: No, I got the team for you. Hubert's Orlando Magic. That's who. (laughs) The Orlando Magic. I, I think if there's a team he could land, yeah. That that's
1: that's, not, that's either fair. E,
0: either the Orlando Magic, maybe the Detroit Pistons, but the Detroit Pistons would be like you have to take Blake Griffin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, like, it'd be it'd be one of those type of trades. Yeah,
1: I can see the Detroit's one step one step above them in the standings. So if Blake's got less less years on his contract or like only one more year left, I'm doing it.
0: Uh. Blake Griffin, man. Have you seen Blake? Anyway, we'll we'll get to this later on in the the podcast, but it is rough watching Blake Griffin play, man. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, uh, we'll we'll move on. I I I need to go on this tangent for um, a second. Did the Clippers, should they have traded Blake away and signed Chris Paul? Now, hindsight being what it is?
0: Oh, you mean so if they never trade? So, I see what you mean. Instead of trading Chris Paul to the Rockets, if they just kept him or re-signed him and they traded Blake away? No, I think they still made the right move. Uh, I mean, you can second-guess it because Chris Paul's still relevant, but I think they bounced back really well, right? If they didn't have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard on the team, then maybe you would say that. But what they got back for Chris Paul, they got a whole bunch of these pieces that enabled them to to get you know, Kawhi and a plus, right, and PG. Because in in that trade, if I'm not mistaken, they got Pat Beverly, Harrell, and, and somebody else. I can't quite remember. I think there's a wing too, though. Um yeah. But anyway, they, they got these guys that enabled them to play to make the playoffs, play against the Warriors well in the first round and losing six, and then the next year they, they get Kawhi and PG. So no, I I would I would stay the same and do the do the same thing if I were them. What about you?
1: I don't know. I, I I get what you're saying, like to make them relevant and get Kawhi and PG, but could they have traded Blake at that time and gotten those same assets instead? Uh I
0: mean, maybe. I know because I they essentially traded Blake like six yeah. months later, right? Um, so I, I don't know. Oh, the other guy they got from Houston was Lou Wood, yeah. who's still on the team,
1: Yeah. right?
0: So I don't know. It, it's it's kind of tough. It's just more about a philosophy. So you think maybe if they would have traded him in the summer or the, the season before his, his free agency, maybe they would have gotten a little bit more back than what they got for –
1: Maybe because he was – I mean, obviously, he was the better asset at that second that hot minute i love when people always talk about these unicorns yeah. like bill simmons is talking about these unicorns of young blake griffin because it's not even you can't even talk about blake griffin but we don't talk about young michael jordan because he did play for the wizards why don't we talk about him being a young a unicorn but it's so funny oh, I, don't, I don't get this reference <laughs> what is this young unicorn? Reference? he wasn't good on the, <laughs> on the bullets but The washington bullets or the wizards then anyways doesn't matter we can get to jordan later i don't need to talk <laughs> that. Yeah. yeah. Well, t- t- to answer your earlier question, Blake
0: Griffin only has one year left. I'm so trading it for like Westbrook
1: after the season.
0: season. It's probably cheaper. You mean you mean if you're the Wizards, you're trading for him? So I'm trading, trading Westbrook for Westbrook? Blake
1: Griffin tomorrow. I'm the Wizards. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, it's about $6 million less per year or $6 million less next year than... Uh,
1: than That's like three uh, Rui Hachimoras. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because I, I, I feel like Derek Rose is going to be going to New York or somewhere. He's not staying there. They're already talking about him being on the trade block. And I, if if Rose is gone and you got Westbrook there and Blake's gone, because right now, Horace's boy is being their leading scorer. He's even like six in voting for the East uh, front court, too which is also hilarious Mm -hmm. because a year ago he was coming off the bench for the Nuggets in the playoffs, and he's good. I didn't think he was this good. It hurts every day, but still, Detroit's really bad too.
0: (laughs) Extremely bad, yeah. And it's one of those things, I think Jeremy Grant, if he – I don't know, if he was still with Denver, he definitely wouldn't be putting up these numbers, right? Like, it is one of these things where – and to a, a lesser extent, Bill. I think Bill's proven that he can be a great player on a winning team. But sometimes you get these guys where they're on a losing team. And it's like, well, somebody's going to, you know, not that not that somebody's going to put up 25 per game because it's not easy in the league, but he has the opportunity to do so, right? And you can tell he's worked on this game and stuff, but it's of like little to no impact.
1: I, right I, I think Jeremy Grant, they wouldn't have signed Millsap. They would have started Jeremy Grant. I think they definitely would have. He would have been putting up good, good, uh, Good minutes, good points for the team, especially considering that Jokic is so tired of carrying Maple Murray all year.
0: Mm. <laughs> it's
1: bad. <laughs> sure.
0: <laughs> no, I mean, I, I mean, I agree, right? I, I think I don't think I think people started looking at Jamal Murray as if he was on the superstar level after
1: last season's playoffs. That's no, it's just not the case, right? He must be dating a Kardashian or something. So. That might that I've seen Lamar Odom and Harden fall this way before.
0: That's a that's a tough it's a tough game. <laughs> a and a dangerous game, game right. too.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So so on the East who, who do you have for your um, players? I have four guys and I wanted to hear your who you felt like needed to be in there, who you feel like did. And to me it's Embiid, Durant, Tatum, and Giannis. And it is hard to put somebody out of there, out of that group. And like to me, Durant's the MVP of the league. Embiid is playing out of his mind right now. He like listened to you. You know, they were listening to our podcast, the general manager, which is, um, what's Houston's old general manager's name? I can't remember his name. Yeah, Daryl Morey, Morey was like, I listened to some Canadian mm-hmm. content podcasts. And he's like, oh, Steve wants MB to go in the post and for him to do damage in there and you know what i think doc we should do that doc's like well if you hire me i'll try to push him in there so doc does all because of your two cents and then Embiid is playing out of his mind <laughs> philly's first in the east which i did not see coming i very i'm still expecting Embiid to get hurt even lebron was because he two-hand shoved him in a game he thought he would just fall apart he would just shatter like glass mm-hmm. um And Embiid is uh, playing incredible. And I bite my tongue on that because I did not see that coming. He's been such a bum for so many years. Including one of our listeners' fantasy pick was his Embiid was his first pick. And he's like, I hate Joel Embiid. Every single day, that's all I heard from him because of how bad he was. So look at him now. Look at him now. And then, sorry, between Tatum and Giannis, it's a product of Tatum overachieving and Giannis underachieving. Um, But they're one game away from each other. Boston's got half a game behind right now from Milwaukee and, but yeah, where are your thoughts on those four? Do you have those four or do you have another guy to throw in there too?
0: No, I actually, I think it's a little more clear cut than, than how you're seeing it. I honestly think there's a, a clear three and it's MB, KD wow. and Giannis. Um, I, I, I get people thinking maybe there's a, um, a disappointment with Giannis this season, but, I mean, he, he's still putting up incredible numbers. That hasn't wow. changed, and it's not going to change. His team is still top two or three in the East or what have you, um, really? I think. Um, and, it, I mean, he's, he's incredible on both sides, and he hasn't missed as much time yeah. as, as Tatum has. Due to whatever, right, like no fault of his own. I think it was like COVID or COVID-related, right? So it's whatever, right? You, you definitely have to miss time, but it's still a fact he missed time. Now,
1: Milwaukee's 11-8 this season. Like they're almost a 500 team in the East and they're like this whole Drew holiday savior. And Drew's not having a bad season. It's just, it's not gelling. It's not working. And I'm about to watch Milwaukee go into this all-star break looking to blow up soon.
0: Yeah. You, you've thought this the whole time, or you at least thought that Giannis is essentially going to force his way out of Milwaukee sooner than later. Right. And so you just think uh, over the next year that it's just going to be one of these things where the team's going to look I do. different. it's going to implode right and now. it's
1: going to become the Washington Wizards again.
0: Well, I think it's one of those things. I think whatever they do in the regular season, I, if they got off to um, a 15 and 5 start and they were number one in the east and they look great i think everybody would be like yeah but it's not the playoffs right i I think they were almost in a no one situation due to no fault but their own but they were in a a no one situation where it was like yeah they can be great in the regular season but we're not going to believe until they do this in the playoffs or until they get to the finals or what have you or until they beat a a crazy you know the nets or or a, a great team like that right so I don't know. I, I think there a little bit. There's a little bit of a malaise there. And you're right. I don't think Giraldi is kind of. I think he's fitting well defensively, but offensively, you know, it's not meshing as great as yeah. as it could have been. You know, when when they yeah. when he was. I mean, uh, I'm looking early. at George Hill
1: on OTC, and I'm like, man, if you don't know even where he'd be great, Milwaukee. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I honestly feel like Milwaukee's a player, like a, a substantially good player or two away from, like, you know, being a, just an incredible team, and I don't know how they're going to get there
1: because yeah. they
0: traded so many assets. If, if they got
1: Beal, do you think they'd be better than Brooklyn?
0: Yeah, but then they have to give up, what, at least Drew Holiday and or Chris Middleton, right? I don't
1: it's Washington.
0: You can they have no it. picks. <laughs> They took
1: Westbrook. Anything <laughs> <Yeah>. is possible. <laughs> uh,
0: no, I, I, <laughs> they took Westbrook. Yeah, it's true. I don't think that's the case, man. Like, and and I don't think you trade for a guy like Drew and then trade him away. Like, I just don't think that's a good look for for the yeah. Bucks in, in within the league. Middleton is one of the most consistent, solid, I guess, star <laughs> players in the league, too. No, he's not. Uh, he's not a superstar, right? But he's. He's very is he very good? Very
1: good? Is he very um, good, or is he so just yeah. got everyone focusing on Giannis? He's getting a lot of open looks.
0: I think he hits contested. I don't, I don't know. know. I'm just I just like I'm, I'm
1: tired of this. Very good, like I'm the second guy on this team. Like I, I, just don't feel like very good is the way you can describe him. If he was on a team where he wasn't the second guy, would they be relevant? Would they be Washington? Do you know what I mean? Like, like Beal's Beal's got to be. Talented to score 35 points against every team that's better than him, right? But Middleton, these guys that are like, you know, second tier guys, is he the very good fit for Giannis? Or is it just because like he was the guy that could shoot the best threes when Giannis joined the team? So we just hold on to him.
0: I I don't I, I think he's somewhere in the middle. I I don't think it's necessarily I don't think it's all about Giannis and he just plays well because Giannis is there. But I obviously don't think he should be the number one player on the team. I don't think he's a superstar. Um but he's a guy who he he's solid defensively. He's got good size. He's, he's one of the best shooters that's in the league. A dude. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he would say his game is ugly. that's what he would say. <laughs> <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> you know what i mean so it, it's 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 one of those things where it's like i think he's good but if you remember back in the day and uh yeah like he's a very good player you know like for a couple of years there right before he started getting his injuries and but he he should never be the best player yeah. on the team you know and and i, and I think it's similar with, with middleton like very good player he if he's your third best player, somehow you got a phenomenal team, probably. Um, but if he's your second best player, then you're going to need certain pieces to to fit, especially when your best player on the team can't shoot. You know, <laughs> so so it might be a little bit of an issue there. But uh, you know, no, I I, right. I think he's good. All I right. think he's very good. <laughs>
1: I, I, <laughs> Push back just, <laughs> I'm not excited about him. I'm not. So
0: so so, what would you do? So so if you're just if you're the GM for the for the Bucks and you guys are also an eleven and eight start, would you be looking to trade Middleton for better pieces to fit around Giannis or or, or what or would you go a different direction? I feel like you gotta
1: find another piece. I feel like you're still you're shopping. You better be working hard as a GM of, of Milwaukee. Like to find another guy to come join the team with what pieces you have. Maybe you could talk someone to DiVigenzo or a Lopez or whatever. But you gotta find somebody else because it's it's not good.
0: Is there a, a team and or a player that just off the top of your head, you think, oh, this, you can put Middleton there and you can get something of value back to help Giannis in the playoffs? Just, and if you don't have somebody, that's fine too. But is there, some, is, is there anyone out there that's just like, yeah, you know what? If we got him back instead of Middleton or we got these two guys back instead of Middleton, this might actually propel us to, to you know, be the number one team in the East. again. Let me and, ask you, Jamal Murray for from Middleton, who says no? Yeah, oh, I would. Who says no? <laughs> Denver wouldn't even hear the word no. <laughs> the phone would just hang up in their face and not the iPhone where it's just like you press a button, the red button. It would be I have an old phone <laughs> where it actually hangs up. And and that's the sound that they would hear. Like I, 92. You,
1: based on the way Jamal Murray's <laughs> playing right now, I want Middleton on my team more than him because I still think Will Barton is underrated.
0: I agree. Yeah, I would. I would much that Jamal Murray would Giannis,
1: but uh, in a different scenario, scoring in load? What way? Oh, you're saying Milwaukee would say no? Uh,
0: middle- Interesting. Yes, yes,
1: Milwaukee would say no. Absolutely. Even though Jamal Murray has yeah. proven that he could be the guy in the playoffs, which Giannis has not. I
0: think. I think Murray's proven that he has these peaks where he is. Uh, a great pick and roll score kind of going back to what I said about Middleton, Middleton, he's very consistent. And he might've he might've these great peaks where he's going to score 40 on you and just take over and and do these things where he seems unstoppable. But I don't, but also he's not going to have these games where he just disappears and you have to be completely. and And
1: that's what it comes down to. If you've been coached by Calipari, you have learned the art of disappearing in basketball games, you and and you look across the board of all the Calipari products, they just, where's Devin Booker? Where's Andrew Wiggins? Where is Boogie Cousins? Where's John Wall? Where is Jamal Murray? Where are all these players that have played for Kentucky when the spotlight is on? Boy, do they hide, burrow, right into like, and, 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 and it happens, seems to happen all the time. Can you can you name someone that was coached by Calipari that doesn't that doesn't um, hide away from the spotlight?
0: That does not hide. That when away the game is on the, the line, you know that's the dude. Well, I mean, the, I think the best. I don't know if he's the best player, but
1: yeah. for MVP Derrick. He Brooks. was the best. He was the best guy to come from Calipari. Well, you would argue Anthony Davis, maybe, but I don't.
0: Maybe, maybe. But I mean, at, at their picks, I don't. know. And I'd argue Derek Rose those. had a very but, um, good cast around
1: him and a very good coaching tips.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. he was in a great situation and fit. So yeah. there's there's no denying that, right? But um, yeah, I don't know.
1: I you know I I don't know if it's a I'm not, I'm not even throwing it at Kentucky. <laughs> I'm throwing at Park. I'm just throwing it. At anyone coached by him, they know how to hide when the, when the spotlight's on them. That's right.
0: If, if for the folks listening at home, or on the road, or in the gym, if if you had Kalapari on your your uh, your crossover and clipboard, <laughs> take a drink out. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, it should. It's come it up. Should yeah. every time. <laughs> <But no. laughs>
0: I love. It. Yeah, I'm not sure. I I think. Uh, I I mean, I think he's uh, getting back to Murray. Like. I think think he's good, but I wouldn't – because right now what I see and what I've seen change, at least with Milwaukee a little bit this season, is they're not force-feeding Giannis to have the ball in the final three or four minutes. They're actually giving it to to Middleton and letting him create and letting the team play off of him a bit more. And I'm interested to see where that goes as opposed to if you bring Murray over here, you're going to do pick and roll, and maybe he'll come through, maybe he won't, right? I'm not the biggest Murray guy, but he is talented. But I would definitely want to see what I got in Middleton first before I trade him for Murray, unless they're gonna give me Murray no, and no, somebody else really good, you Should know. I? Nah, nah. Um, <laughs> no I guess sad. if
1: it's growing chains is these these losses or these these the early of the season, then I'm fine with that. I'm just curious if Milwaukee can pull it together. And and yeah, it's be interesting. Anyways.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll move we'll move on, and you kinda mentioned this earlier. Uh, people were, were were listening here, but in terms of MVP, <laughs> I'm sure they're listening. <laughs> it, uh,
1: in terms of MVP, who, um, uh, who but, front uh, I think this is going to be given to LeBron. I think it's going to be the legacy award. I, I want it. I think Durant is the MVP of the league, and I think he deserves it. But mm-hmm. I think when it really comes down to it, it's going to be the LeBron legacy MVP season.
0: You ha- yeah, and that's kind of what uh, my yeah. uh, argument was when we did the season predictions. Like, and you can already see it coming through the the narrative from the media and yeah. the way it's it's being covered, right? Like year eighteen, right, and all that all that jazz. Um, but but you so you think LeBron's going to get it? But yeah. you feel yeah, yeah and I, I will it. rage that if Jokic.
1: You know how they do the top three. I, if Jokic isn't the third guy in that, I will rage. Yeah,
0: if he's
1: not the third. He should be if the, he's third not guy. the third guy. I don't
0: know. I, <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, I mean, you, you know, Joel and Embiid's just out in Philly, yeah, right? like playing ball. Yeah.
1: Oh, he's. You know, he's don't worry, he's about to be East, out for a while. You know? Don't
0: worry, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I mean, if I had to pick, I, at yeah, the beginning of the season, I said LeBron's going to get MVP. Yeah. It's probably shaping up to be that way. Uh I don't think he should be MVP though. I, I definitely think Embiid should be the number one front runner wow. for MVP at this point. You know, you, you, you look at his stats, you look at what his impact, you look at his team's record. I mean, he, he's the guy there, uh, you know, as good as Ben Simmons is or has been, he, you know, uh, Embiid leads them in points and rebounds blocks, I think too. Um, yeah. I mean, he, he's been unstoppable. Yeah, he that has, of
1: the season, but uh, so is Jokic. If we're looking even at if we're going to play even like yeah. the fantasy yeah. stats, Jokic is killing everyone right now. He's number one in all fantasy categories. He's averaging a double. Like he's got, I think he's got like an, uh, a, a streak of double doubles right now. Like he is doing everything to keep Denver relevant in the West because it's not looking good. Michael Porter Jr. is out for a while. Jamal Murray hasn't even been hasn't played a game yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: what what i would say is honestly if, if i have a top five Jokic would definitely be in there okay. he probably would be third or fourth for me i'll be i'll be honest because because i do think kevin Agreed. Durant has Agreed. to be in everyone's top three at this point i because I, there's been so much chaos this season this short season so far in, in brooklyn and the one steady thing has been yeah. kd just balling and carrying the team regardless of who's there who's not there who's been traded what kind of night it is? Is it the second end of a back to back? I mean, he's he's been incredible, and I don't know why people aren't talking about it more. Because I think he's I think he's averaging thirty points a game, and he's looks and he's coming off of an Achilles, and he looks just as incredible. Yeah. As he I would did even he say more incredible Warriors. because
1: he's he's um, he's letting the game come to him a little more. I think even from when he was with the Warriors, I feel like he's he's taking a step back while still being even more effective which is just incredible like it's just like it's like work smarter not harder he he is working smarter on the court and it's fun to watch especially when he has all that talent around him but it's just fun to watch him oh we need a basket don't worry guys it's just it's cold it's pretty amazing yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: no, he he's been
0: incredible, and I think I think this is going to help Harden's game because he doesn't have to be the guy in the in the last four minutes of a game, or the last two quarters of a game, to uh, to come through and and to take those shots and to have the whole offense centered on him. Like KD does more than just pick up the slack with that stuff. Right? Like player. he is the guy. He's the best player on the team. Um, yeah, you know what I mean. So it's 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 great for Ky- for both guys, Kyrie and Harden, to have that guy there. And they can kind of come in and out in terms of like, oh, I'm a superstar.
1: Oh, no, actually, no, I'm going. I'm for a week. <laughs> Whatever, I got a family function. Don't worry, it's family
0: reunion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, no, I, I think Katie's been incredible, and I would, I would probably give some love to uh, Donovan Mitchell here too. Uh, I don't think he's the. I don't, definitely don't think he's on the tier of those other guys that we mentioned, but. If we're picking like third, fourth, fifth place or something like that for MVP, Donovan Mitchell, I don't think people expect the Jazz to be now, the it, number one team in, it, the, in, the, it's, in the West. How long will they be
1: here? We don't know, but right now it's pretty incredible. So sure. for on yeah. this day, January thirty first, twenty twenty one, let's give love to Donovan Mitchell. It's hard to not give love to the system and the team. Like it's it's like Indiana. Miles Turner is having an incredible season for Indiana. So bonus is is you know. Is part of this this team and is an incredible basketball Let's turned into a great basketball player. Like um TJ Warren's been out, Depot is gone, Lavert's out. Like there's just this team is fun and it's exciting. And Utah is the same way where it's like this is a real team winning, which we all find these big threes and we have these we the necessity for these teams that have these three all-stars, or if you and we've talked about it too, where it's like you have you have to have one of those four guys in the league to be a chance to win an NBA title. And these other teams are are doing incredible things in the regular season. Now it's a short sample size, like 19, 20 games in a season, but it is still pretty – it is cool to watch basketball mm-hmm. take over the All-Stars because if it does turn into where basketball is more of a priority than the All-Stars, like when once the NCAA gets rid of the one-and-done rule where they can just go when they want and stay if they want kind of thing, once they get rid of that, and the college basketball term will turn into that team atmosphere again too. And I wonder if it will ever project onto the NBA because we just believe that we need an all-star to be successful. Not even all-star, a superstar and an incredible talent to have a winning success. And I think that Toronto did that with Kawhi. Curry created that with Draymond and Clay and Bogut, which I loved watching the Curry-Bogut interactions on offense. And I cannot stop loving Draymond for everything he does. Even watching – even Magruder giving the gears to the warriors last night and all the, all of them had each other's back. Like you don't see those kind of teams anymore, you know? So I hope team beats Mm -hmm. superstar. That would make me the happiest as an NBA, as a basketball fan, but we live in this superstar driven league and we'll see what happens. So.
0: Yeah. At the beginning of last year, when they uh, uh, acquired Mike Conley, I you thought do. this was the kind of team that they would be, you know. Uh, I thought I thought they would be a top two or a top three team in the West. You know, those L.A. teams, are they're going to be around there regardless. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, to me, elite defensive uh, rim protection. Um, they have a score. And then they have all these other pieces, right? Conley's a, a good solid point guard, if nothing else, you know, at the least. And then they have all these shooters and, you know, wing players and, you know, versatility. Yeah, I mean – They've been great, and I'm so happy that, like, like kind of what you're saying, right? I'm so happy that they're kind of getting some success. They won 11 in a row, at least at the time of this recording, and I I hope they win like 20 in a row. You know, like I'd really like to see them. I'd really like to see a team other than the two LA teams be taken seriously. I mean, they could lose today because they're playing
1: Denver, but ideally 20 in a row if they didn't play Denver for sure.
0: Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I'm that'd
1: be great. but it is it is cool to watch um different right, styles cool. and different like and that was what was I know we talked about like or back in the day like with Memphis when they had Gasol and Conley and they had uh Zebo. And it was just like it was a different style of a team compared to all these other teams in the NBA. And it was like it was just nice to see a contrast. Or like we all here's my bone to pick in the team Canada's concept. And what we're supposed to do is a nationally certified program. And we have to play this four out one in. This is how we want to teach all our players to play basketball. This is how they should be educated at a young age to play this system. But basketball is, it is like, like, like a basketball shot or like a person's handwriting or fingerprints. You all have to have your own, uh, style and 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 you could be successful in your own style and whatever your strengths are to your athletes. And I love watching. That's what's, that's what's interesting about the NBA. That's what's interesting. I know we're all in copycat leagues and NCAA and even here in, in, in Alberta, the ACAC or the U sport. But it's just – I love the idea of putting different stamps on different things, different styles, different – and having these contrasts go against each other. I mean, just to throw a shout-out to the Royal Rumble tonight because – it is my favorite holiday of the year, Royal Rumble Sunday. And you got, they always have, you have big wrestlers and small wrestlers and quick wrestlers and high flyers and powerhouses, and they all stick with their strengths and they all wrestle and you get different outcomes and different wins all the time. And I think—I just think if basketball is like that at the NBA level, it's just so much more exciting. That's my, I'm, I'm venting, but I just, I think I, I just need to say that even get off of my chest. So there you go.
0: <laughs> yeah and shout out to wrestling i feel like i feel like all of us watched it at some point at least for a couple of years right so yeah it's uh it, it feels like it's a staple <laughs> it's a staple yeah of, uh, or adulthood
1: wrestling now or did two years ago <laughs> <laughs> all right. wow.
0: exactly wow. <laughs> all right yeah so what We'll uh we'll move on here and then
1: in, in regards to I I think yeah, we're both a pretty, pretty honor, good
0: subject here, the the rookie of the year. You know.
1: Uh, I love watching ball Do it. Okay, ball. Well, who do you have? <laughs> and I've got Wiseman as my rookie of the year.
0: Yeah, I I mean I, I think Wiseman should be rookie of the year, at least at this point. It's it's I think it's amazing yes. kind of what he's doing with only playing like twenty minutes a game. Yes. Um and, and being within a team concept. And, and having expectations and people who are like, I want to win a championship. I don't care if you, you know, average a double-double or if you get your highlights, really. Um, yeah. So, I mean, Ball, I, I think Ball has a good chance of winning. Yeah, well, he's, there's he's all that fight now with
1: him. Is he a starter? Is he you not know. a starter? Should they, should they have him on the team? Should they not? He can get good games, but then he's also going to choke. And it's like, Wiseman's getting yelled at by Draymond on a regular and is continually rising up to be a better and better player. Even Draymond got a technical for yelling at his own teammate the other day, which I thought was—I have definitely been there. I have definitely been there. <laughs> definitely been there. But I've been teed up because I'm yelling at my own teammate on the court because he did something stupid. So I love i i, I think Wiseman. I'm just—it's ex- Golden State might be the most exciting to watch in the last since since they won their first championship. This is the most enjoyable I've been watching them. Minus trying to get rid of Wiggins. I still want him traded. Hmm. So yeah. <laughs> yeah well we we don't have to get on the
0: wiggins but uh yeah just uh as a, <laughs> as a whole i honestly i honestly think guys will play really well on the warriors and um but wiseman he's learning if, if you kind of look at his if, if he had a growth chart from the beginning of the season december 22nd to now right you can tell he's, he's been learning so much, and it's like he's absorbing all of this information, all of these experiences, experiences, and he's, get, he's only getting better, yeah. but he's doing it at such an accelerated pace that year two, I, honestly, I don't feel like this year he's going to come out and, I don't know, put up 30 and, and 15 against AD in the playoffs or something like that. But I do think that year two, he has the opportunity to be a, a special player at his position. Uh, in terms of all the young guys. that I agree. I elite. think he's going to
1: keep growing, and he's in a good situation where I feel like watching LaMelo Ball play, it's like, oh, here, NBA players, watch. I'll teach you some things that you don't know yet from my amazing experience or what my dad taught me. Like, it's just, it's just a different kind of arrogance for the two of them. So I'm excited to watch his career move on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, and I, I'm honestly excited to... Well, I don't know if excited is the right word, but I am interested to see sort of the development of Lamelo because I don't think he sucks. I think he's I think he's proven that he's he doesn't stink. But what kind of player is he going to actually grow into? You know, it, I, th- I think he has some um, like a flair for passing, obviously, and he's six seven or however tall he is. So he's got great size for his position, but it's you know I don't know. I, I, I think there's a yeah. cap on him if he can I, ever. I'm looking really to to- an effective shooter. I'm looking so, forward to his career in China. This this might all be moot. <laughs> okay. <Yeah. laughs> he's gonna be endorsed yeah. by Anta. <laughs> Sign over to China. <laughs> yeah. So, in in regards of uh, quick observations here, who who's been disappointing, or or what teams um, been disappointing for Toronto, you? Toronto, Miami. Are any, are anybody really sticking out? To,
1: I guess Miami's had some. Jimmy Butler's been gone, and. Uh, they've had a lot of injury. Like, and that's just so interesting about this whole COVID world. And the- I'm seeing it in all sports. It's like they're just like if someone's sick or they're having these postponed things, or you know, you're just going through protocols, like you're out. And if you're out for a while, it's it's right now in such a young season, it's it kills your record right now. So siakam has been a real bum. <laughs> and- and I've like been really frustrated watching the Raptors um, <laughs> look like the Raptors of old. I hope they don't get rid of Lowry, but I'm 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 seeing Nurse coach exactly like I'd expect him to. So it's also really been rewarding in that way. Wow. No, I just don't. I don't feel like How, they're coming up to where they need to or finding ways to create more offense. I think they're a good defensive team, in in but I feel like he's. Yeah. As, as experimental as he is defensively, I don't feel like he is offensively. And I'm, he's probably trying to find a way to make it work now with losing Ibaka and Gasol, which is also fun to know that two centers were two big cornerstones of their offense. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm surprised by the Spurs. I don't know if you are or not, but they're ninth right now in the West.
0: I, I always think the Spurs are going to be around 500. Like, it, it wouldn't surprise me if the Spurs finish four games above 500 or four games below 500. Just because of their, you know, we, you spoke about system earlier. Their system, their culture, their environment, their coaching staff, their organization as a whole. like And they do have talent there. You know, not LaMarcus. not not talking about Demar Derozan and uh, and LaMarcus Aldridge. No, like their younger talent, they do have talent there, and and guys that can play their role. So I'm not that surprised by them. Um, I I still don't think they're going to finish in the top ten of the West, but you you can't really count them out, right? It's not like they're going to beat themselves. You're going to have to beat them, and and that's going to be on everybody yeah. in the in the Western Conference, not just you know one or two teams. Um. Yeah. I mean, my, my teams are pretty much the same in regards to disappointment. You kind of went over it, right? Like yeah. Jimmy Butler. I and think he just came yeah. back. Did he come back? <laughs> he yesterday, right if already. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. But but I know he had like yeah. I mean, I think he he had a, a situation with COVID, and I think he lost some weight and stuff too. So it's just one of those things where their team just hasn't been right all season, yeah. just because people have been in and out of the lineup, right? Like I, I was watching one game last week. And they just had somebody on the court that I just never seen before. Not a, not just not heard of, but never seen him before, which is yeah. at this point in the season. And he was starting, you know? So it, it's a little weird. The, the only team that I would say in terms of disappointment, man, is the, the Pelicans. They've, oh. um, they're have they not good, <laughs> you know? And, and I don't know exactly what they're going to do there in regards of – obviously they're going to have Zion and they should work to – work to surround him with people who are going to help him accelerate his game and, and, and be conducive to winning there as well. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, obviously I think some trades on the horizon, uh, we just, we just read yes. some stuff about JJ yes. Reddick possibly being traded too. Well, There's there, there, three there, teams there that they team said that, that the, him, the, the, they
1: posted has been posted that he would go to, or they would want to trade him to uh, Brooklyn, Philly, and Boston. And I can't I, – even though he lives in Brooklyn, I can't see him going to Brooklyn because Joe Harris is there. And I feel like you don't need another shooter like that. Um, I, I could see him going to Philly, but they just got Seth Curry mm-hmm. to do that role. So maybe just another shooter and let Seth run the point guard position. But then there's like two big gaps on defense. And the Boston intrigues me. The Boston mm-hmm. is exciting because if he came off the bench – because now Marcus Smart's out for a little bit too, but they have Kemba back. When he comes off the bench, um, that's a really unique, like opens the court a little bit for Tatum. Jalen Brown gets, like, Jalen Brown's playing incredible right now. And I don't think he needs the ball in his hand. And I think also he helps grow those young guys into um, basketball players. I think JJ's been known to help with diet and with uh, how to be an athlete and how to be in the NBA. So I would, especially with Pritchard getting lots of minutes right now, and and he's fun to watch and all. But if JJ could be in those spots, um, it'd be I really like it for Boston. It's not like it's going to be a Hayward thing where I need the ball in my hands. I need 30. I can still to get 30 points a game. which he's he's showing he can score, right? If Charlotte is right now sitting at the eight seed, right? But I love the idea of JJ coming off the bench for Boston and Bradley Stevens, JJ Redick. I think I'd have to buy my jersey. The day after, <laughs> that'd be my third jersey, I think. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. <man. clears
0: throat> it would. It would be an interesting fit. I. I mean, even with all those teams, right? I. I kind of get what you're saying about. I Berlin. agree. Like, I. I don't, I don't know what else they have left to trade. Right. For. I mean, I know JJ. I think is a free agent after this season, but like. I don't know. Like I'm not going to take nothing back from from them if I'm the Pelicans. So, you you know, it's one of those things. I I think he's he's going to be a good fit, pretty much with whatever team he's on. You know, it's just a matter of uh, hopefully he can get on a contending team. And uh, but yeah, I think at this point it's he's probably going to need to come off the bench like he's been doing the past couple of years. And honestly, I would I would like to see him back in Philly. I don't know what they'd have to give up to get him, but I think if you have lineups in there with like when Embiid's off the floor and you have Seth Curry, J.J. Reddick, Ben Simmons in there and then fill in the, the rest with two other guys, I think that's intriguing in regards of what what can Ben Simmons do with those two guys you know, up up front or up top and then, you know, how can and, he And he's back, back with a coach dog. So, so that'd I'm be, be also intriguing because now that
1: he's over there, right? So
0: Yep, yep yeah. So so yeah. I mean, it's it's all interesting stuff. Any um surprises? Just or, Dallas hurts. <laughs> yeah. Any any surprises that you see thus far? Yeah. Same thing for me, man. I have the exact same thing written. Well, down. I was looking so today to just, your uh, anniversary what do you think
1: of Porzingis getting traded from New York to <laughs> Dallas, and I'm looking at the trade, and and they're like, "Oh, what a bad trade for New York!" Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Was it?" Porzingis has been hurt and up and down for how long. Tim Hardaway <laughs> was overpaid. They got Dennis Smith Jr. back, who seems to be playing in New York system at some point at one value of another, you know. And and uh, they would have had to sign Porzingis to a big contract and he hasn't been holding on. It, it kills me, man. Because I feel like there's talent on that team and Luca's doing it by himself. Literally, there's nobody else on that team. It's hard. I think they, Colley Stein is now, I think starting for them at center. Because Powell is not nearly the athlete he was before he got hurt, which is fair, Achilles injury. And Max Clever is coming Mm -hmm. as a power forward and moving him to to an off position, which means they're slow on the perimeter there. Because Finney Smith's hurt right now, I think too. And um, that team is just, it's sad. It's just because you just here's one of the most exciting players in the league. And I guess you could say the same for Beale, but it's really not. And Lucas, the Dallas is just underachieving and not winning games. And and, and uh, the roster is embarrassing. They need to make some changes. And you can't, Carlisle is still thinking he's a top five, top 10 coach in the league. You're not firing Carlisle.
0: No. No. Yeah, I would say he's still in the top third of coaches, uh, for sure. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I it's yeah, I mean if, if you look back in retrospect, right, I, I think the my take at the time when New York traded Porzingis was you just hope he doesn't turn into a guy that is healthy consistently and um and, and is the perfect number two guy for Luka because then it's gonna be looked at as one of those trades of like, oh, how can New York be so stupid kind of thing? But they bet. I mean, they put a bet based on information that they they've had, right? Like this dude never finishes a season. He never he never does a complete season. And like, I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't want to use the word soft with Porzingis, but there is some sort of I don't know, man. Maybe he's missing some grit or, or- an extra an, an an extra level to go to, you know? But I. I think sometimes Porzingis is just so satisfied. Uh, or or, or he, he almost like five he, he's
1: playing when me. he's still hurt. You know, when you do get hurt, you roll an ankle or you break something, you go back out there and be your 100% mm-hmm. no-carefree self is really hard to do. And I think Carlisle has done a really good job. of hey, you like to shoot threes? I'm going to put you in the offense where you can shoot threes. You're a seven-three guy passing into the post to a six-foot-ten power forward, and it's like if it works for him, he wants to keep him fresh and healthy on the team because he knows it's. Better to have him on there than, than to have him get beat up and not want to, you know what I mean. So, like, I admire, I see what they're doing in that perspective, but he's still, mm-hmm. he's he's a unicorn, and unfortunately, they don't exist.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and yeah, and and if they yeah. don't, you know, right now they're currently thirteenth in the West. So if they don't make it in the play in tournament, if they can't be one of the top 10 teams, basically that, you know, not being the bottom third of the West in terms of standings, I'm assuming there's going to be a, a change of coming. You know, uh, I think there's kind of no way with the expectations of that, what they had come yeah. into the season. Luca was the the betting favorite to be MVP. The last season they came in, they had a good run against the Clippers in the first round. I think they lost in the six, if I'm not mistaken, Luca hit a game winner, obviously, you know, there, there are certain expectations and then you can't, the next season, you can't just not make the playoffs, you know. Um, regardless of the situation, you know, Luke has been been good to go pretty much the whole time, and they've had guys in and out of the lineup. But like, sorry, like that's part of figuring it out, coaching wise. It's part of figuring it out as a as a franchise guy. And, and what do you has- suggest? And something's going to have to happen, you know. Well. I mean, I would if I'm the GM, I wouldn't do anything drastic with the team, right? I let them play the season out. I try to tinker with it a little bit, you know. But, um, but yeah, I mean, if, if they go through this season and they just don't make the playoffs, I start listening to Porzingis offers, see what we can get, and see if we can get two guys back for the one. Um, it wouldn't be draft picks for sure, but can we get some vets that yeah. can come in here and and help yeah. Luca now? You know that. Let, let let me ask you something because I remember pre pre podcast I think I asked you this question, and I remember your answer. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna your answer was no emphatically, <laughs> All right. So <clears throat> before the draft I asked you, what do you think about the Warriors trading the number two pick, Wiggins, and then Minnesota's protected pick next year, which is top three protected for Porzingis? Would you do you still yeah. feel the same way? I mean, obviously the number two I, pick. Was I don't think
1: now, Wiseman right? would. Like, he'd be good, but I don't think he'd be he – he's not what they need. I still don't think it's what he, they need to get to the next step. And, um, and Wiggins is a negative. I think Wiggins <laughs> – obviously, I don't have any respect for what he's capable of doing. He seems to be okay today, this, this, this week, but let's see what next week brings. I'm still not a believer. So, I still wouldn't trade him. I still, I still feel like you don't find guys like Porzingis in the league very often. And to give up on him, he's still young, and I hope that he can come back and be what he was in New York before he got hurt there. Because it was, it was really exciting to watch him play. Like it's just as as a basketball fan. Would you make that trade? Would you get Porzingis now?
0: Yeah. Uh, as a Warriors fan, no. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't trade. I wouldn't trade Wiseman for him straight up. Truth be told. Um, let alone, you know, the the pick next year that minute that they acquire from Minnesota, uh, and Wiggins is is, is whatever, right? Uh, you, I, I do think that Wiggins would be the second best player on the Mavericks, though. Right I, now, I, I, don't I, I don't still not saying, much, but I'm just, I'm just putting it out there.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> better, better than Wiggins? Oh no, man, Josh Richardson is not as good as Wiggins, man. He's just not, and Wiggins isn't even a great shooter, but like offensively. I, I think part of a part of the problem what we're seeing is that you know last year uh, Luca had Seth Curry next to him and he had a bona fide A plus shooter next to him the whole time, and them trading and I get the logic and I actually agreed with it at the time and I still don't I still don't think it's wrong but they traded Seth Curry yep. for Josh Richardson to bring in more of a defensive minded person somebody that can still create enough on offense but he's not that A plus shooter and I think we're seeing. The, the result of that a little bit for them. I don't think that's the whole reason well, why they uh, is a is start, but and they have it's a shooter, definitely a portion of it. And they
1: have Doncic as a shooter that can score too, then wouldn't it make sense to have a guy that can slash to the net and find other guys? I feel like getting Curry would be overkill. So, like, how do you really – I still defend that trait. I think it's still the right trait for them to get somebody that can play a little more defense, slash to the net, and allow Luca and Kristaps to be perimeter guys. Uh, but Luca's doing it all right now, and I'm wondering if Porzingis was healthy, would this system work a lot better than they even did last year?
0: Yeah, but that's my point, right? I don't think it's a bad trade. I agree with you, and I think he probably still do it, you yeah. know. But that's my point. You're saying Luca's doing it all right now. Well, Luca's doing it all last year too, right? It was, was set there. So, but the point was to bring Josh Richardson over, so he did not have to do it all, right? to kind of lessen a little bit of that burden on him. And then, you know, in crunch time minutes and, and pivotal yeah. points of the game, obviously Luca has the ball in his hands and he makes a decision. But I don't see I, – I, like I've watched the Mavericks a handful of times for sure. I just don't see Josh Richardson taking the reins in, a, in an impactful way for them. So, yeah, it's still all on Luca. And it's like, well, if it's still going to all be on Luca, then let me have Seth Curry stand out there. And be a 45 Yeah, I guess percent, I guess it's all gonna be on Luka if, from the, the three-point um, line.
1: If in you fact I, I I guess they were gambling on Porzingis being healthy.
0: Yeah, and I mean he's back, and it's not like Porzingis really bad, but you know they yeah. need they need Porzingis to be Yeah, man. They they, they they need him to be at a higher level than where he's at right now, and like you said. What you said is valid, right? Maybe he's just playing like a guy that is coming off of an injury, and he's a little hesitant, and that's fair. But you know, by the time the playoffs come around, or at least the second half of the season, they're going to need him to to be a dude every night to come in, come through twenty twenty five points, create fouls, be a, a a rim protector for them, and to have impact on both sides. You know, because if he if he's going to play like this and he's scoring under twenty points a game, but it's but it's only a quarter through the season. Dallas, I mean, and it's a short for season. Who's, who's going to be traded?
1: Right, so we're like, I don't know. Give him some time. Give him some time. I'm still got faith that Dallas will make the playoffs. I really do.
0: Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, I I, I don't disagree with you, man. I, I mean, if I had to bet on it, I'd probably bet that they come back. But it's not like these other teams are letting up in the West. The West is tough, and if if they get to the point where they're Five, six, eight games under five hundred or something like that. It's it's going to be. Wow. Uh, then you start early looking early around, around, I guess, to find
1: season. other pieces, or do you start looking now to find another piece? Like, would JJ Reddick help out them there? Would that be someone they could bring over on for a draft pick?
0: Right. Yeah, I mean that that something like hey, that would make sense. I would think. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we uh, we're we kind of in and on a disappointment, but it's just it's still kind of I don't know. I think we find it baffling that, you know, they aren't a little bit better. I think initially I thought they'd be off to a slow start, but yeah, you know, slow start to me would be like them at 500, you know. So, yeah. So any any last little comments or, you know, no, no I think we're good in today. regards <laughs> to seeing the season I'm before good. we wrap up.